Welcome to Enduring Christianity. I'm Billy Heyer, and this is The Conversation. The Bible is full of stories of people's lives. It's full of struggles, hardships, miracles, and wonders. There's sacrifice, at the same time, triumph. There's destruction, and at the core of it, salvation. Some may wonder, why all of these stories? And to some of these stories, we may say, wow, that was an amazing story. But there are definitely stories that we wonder, not only in the Bible, but in our own life, that result with the question of, why? What was the great reason? Why did this happen? Some may even ask, why, why, did I, why was there even a process to get to this outcome? Is not the outcome the point? Why? Why? Well, maybe we should stop asking why and just realize that the process often is the point. And the process is where the story is told. Without a process, the outcome means nothing because it has no relevant meaning to what happened prior. It gives it no weight. The process, as difficult or as easy, as wonderful or scary as it may be, or even just simply wondering why, maybe it's the point that we need to slow down and give some attention to. This may be one of those stories, one that happened in my life, that's a part of my life forever, one that may still leave me wondering, why? Why did that happen? But yet still leaves me smiling. I was driving a black Jeep Wrangler with the top off, the warm summer air grazing against my body as I drove down the interstate of 85, coming from Charlotte, North Carolina, to my home where I lived with my parents in Anderson, South Carolina at the time. I was 19 years old, and I was listening to the music, just low enough to still hear and feel the vibrating roar of the tires against the highway. This Jeep was my favorite thing to drive. I was in the zone of enjoying the ride. As I was driving down the highway, I, I noticed my gas gauge almost at the red mark. There was still a little bit of gap before it hit that mark. But, but I realized, hey, I'm not going to make it home. I'm going to need to start planning a place to get some fuel. At this point, I should let you know that prior to this point, I ran out of gas probably about three different times. So I had a pretty intimate knowledge of where that gauge actually ends and the engine shuts off. And I knew I didn't want to run out of gas again, ever. Not only was it a pain to have to walk to a gas station from wherever I ran out of fuel, but it was also embarrassing. Always seeing that face on the person behind the counter at the gas station when I have to ask for a gallon container and a gallon of gas because I ran out. Their eyes always rolling with a little smirk of, oh my goodness. But that happened to me three different times, and I really didn't want it to happen again. I saw at that point, driving down the highway, a sign on the side of the road letting me know that a gas station was coming up in a few miles. I thought to myself, that's perfect. I'll just pull over there and fill up. Just as I was calculating the amount of miles to get to this gas station, I saw in my mind's eye, simultaneously, aerial view of me from behind, driving down the highway. Now, this was all happening pretty quick, so I didn't really have time to process more than just experience it. And with this viewpoint, 
I saw what was like a swooping action, coming from above, swooping downwards toward me, and I felt it somehow come up behind me, on my back, almost as if a voice was speaking over my shoulder. Without actually physically seeing something, my mind's eye also saw and sensed this sense of excitement, a little smile, almost a nudge, almost a dare. This voice said to me, let's do it. You may wonder what, let's do it, what's that mean? But somehow I knew what that meant. It meant, let's just keep driving. Let's go all the way home without stopping for gas. I couldn't help but feel the excitement that was coming from this sense that I felt, the swooping action. I felt the excitement of this urge, let's do it. I could visualize myself getting home, an hour and a half yet to drive, with only around 20 minutes of fuel left in my tank. What a cool story that would be, I thought to myself. But at the same time, my eyes did glance down at that gas gauge, now reaching the red mark. And I visualized myself in the past, on the side of the road without any fuel, thinking of myself as a big dummy for running out of fuel. Suddenly, there was a conflict between this past experiences of running out of fuel and this ever-so-present voice of excitement saying, let's do it. There was a battle inside my head of both of these emotions. Do I trust in my past experiences or do I trust in this experience of now? Do I trust in this feeling, this visualization, this experience of excitement, of something clearly outside of me saying, let's do it. I then found myself coming up to that gas station exit that I saw on the side of the highway a few miles back. I knew I was at a point to make a decision. You can't just stop on the middle of the highway and think about it, but I could feel that voice just hanging over my shoulder in my ear and sense it smile, and I thought, what do I have to lose? It's not like I haven't run out of gas before. I know I can walk to a gas station and finally fix the problem if I run out of gas. But if I get home, what a cool story that will be. So I held my breath, grinned my teeth, and drove past that exit. I then saw another sign for a gas station coming up about another two miles. This was the point of getting off the interstate for fuel. That gas gauge was now below the red mark, with about 45 minutes driving left. But something inside me said, you've gone this far. Didn't you already make the decision to pass the previous exit? It's easy to do. Just do it again. What do you really have to lose? I could still feel that smile over my shoulder. So I passed that exit and continued to drive, almost rolling my eyes at myself, chuckling. What am I doing? But still, that excitement was somehow contagious. And now was not only something outside of me, but it was within me. It became part of me as well. My face began to smile and said, here we go. Let's do it. Ten minutes after passing that last exit sign for fuel, the gauge was now resting at the very bottom. My memory wanted to confuse itself, but I knew in my mind that at this point, previous times, I had run out of gas. I thought to myself, are we really driving with no fuel in the car? I couldn't believe it. But still, I knew there was quite a while to go. Now, 45 more minutes of driving to my last exit. 
I saw another mile marker come up and I thought to myself, man, if I make it another 20 miles, I know for sure. Let's do it was God and we are doing it. Sure enough, that mile marker of 20 miles later came by and more confidence rose in me, equaling with his excitement. My smile growing more and more equal to that smile that swooshed down over my shoulder. As the mile markers continued to pass by me, and the warm air brushing against me as the tires roared down the highway, I reached my last exit. If you were on the side of the highway, you could probably hear me yelling with excitement, because I couldn't keep it inside. There was probably no one who could hear me, but it was an energy that had to be released. Woohoo! I can't believe this! After getting off the highway, I took my left turn heading towards my house, about 10 more miles till I arrived to my driveway. Even still, I drove around 45 minutes with for sure having no fuel. That last 10 minutes still felt a little nerve-wracking, thinking to myself, am I going to make it? With another voice inside of me saying, you've made it this far, why would you not think you could complete the ride home? Again, that voice in me speaking with a large smile of swooping over my shoulder. I did reach a couple red lights, which made me extra a little nervous, thinking, God, if, if you wanted me to get home, why are these red lights? I'm just wasting fuel having to accelerate again. But sure enough, I made that last turn into my driveway. I pulled into my carport and put it in park with a deep breath of relief and simultaneously, did this really just happen? Did I really drive at least an hour with no fuel? All in the name of, let's do it? Why? Why did this happen? But yet the excitement and thrill of what did happen, way outweighed the why. As I mentioned before, I was at this time living with my parents. I got out of that Jeep and went inside with just the anticipation to share my story of what just happened to me. As I went in the side door entrance to my house, my dad was there and and I told him, Dad, Dad, you, you can't believe what just happened. He lifted his eyes over to me like, what? What's going on? He obviously knew nothing bad happened, but his curiosity was with a smirk. I told him and filled him in on every little detail that happened. He smiled and said, that's great, son. Wow. I then realized I still had a Jeep outside with no fuel in it, and it was probably a good decision to now drive to a gas station and fill it up. Realizing this, I, I told my dad, hey, I, I need to go to the gas station and fill up my Jeep. Would you mind following me just in case I run out of fuel on the way there? To my disbelief this day, I, I still am caught off guard by my dad's response. In my mind, I thought, yeah, absolutely. I'll be a part of the story and follow you to the gas station. But no, my dad being who he is, it was almost as if he wanted that story to continue. Looking at me in the face with a smile, but yet in all seriousness, he told me, Billy, it's your faith. You drive to the gas station. You can always call me if you run out of fuel. I thought he was joking at first, but he wasn't. So I got my keys back off the key ring by the back door, got my Jeep, said a prayer, and drove two more miles to the gas station. Still, with all the excitement I had, of what just happened to me and the experience that I cannot explain why or for what reason. All I knew is it did happen and it still was happening. 
and I still needed to get to the gas station. There was still, somehow, a little bit of nervousness, wondering if I'll make it, or I'll be on the side of the road again with no fuel. I could see the gas station coming up over the hill of the road. I thought to myself, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm almost there. I was about 100 feet from the gas station, 75 feet from the gas station, 50 feet from the gas station. I couldn't believe it. Just as I turned my tires to the right to enter the gas station driveway, my engine shut off. For a moment, I paused, saying, I didn't make it. But what I wasn't calculating was the momentum that I entered the driveway to that gas station with, which perfectly brought me to an idle stop right at the side of a gas pump. Why did this happen? Why why did some swooping action come down beside me on the highway, catching me off guard? I was just enjoying my ride, living my life. But this swooping action happened to me, and it was very convincing. But still, it needed that commitment of trust in order to make that story happen. Did I endure any hardships along the way? No. But I realized I did endure the resistance to my own common sense that allowed me, ultimately, to have fun with God. If I did not in some way choose to endure what seemed to be inevitable running out of fuel, I would have never had so much fun, and now such a fun and enjoyable story that can never be taken back from me, that I can always look back on, that always reminds me of that swooping action that resulted in a smile of, let's do this. God's ways are not our ways, and sometimes it's not always serious. Sometimes it's just fun. We want to thank you and everyone who has been listening for spending your time with us, because how you spend your time is how you spend your life. If you are a listener and would like to share a story from your life, email us at enduringchristianity at gmail.com. I'm Billy Heyer encouraging you to endure in all circumstances. Have a blessed day.